Electricast. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save $1 each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement, Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest Katie Shinakis to the show today. Katie is a Greek international actress who made her first on-screen network television appearance in 2005. Gracing the silver screens ever since then, she has globalized network television, landing roles on top television series such as CBS, CSI, NY, Cold Case, FX, Networks, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Law & Order, SVU, to name a few. Shinnok has also excelled in film as she booked supporting roles in films with Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, Jessica Simpson, Morgan Freeman, Antonio Banderas, and Nicolas Cage, to name a few. She's worked with 19 legendary A-list stars in one year, a working professional voiceover actor in the entertainment industry. She also specializes in cartoon animation voices with her branded name, Cartoon Katie. Katie is the first NFT artist to release a poem on love on the blockchain. She was personally invited by Ariana Huffington to write on her publication, Thrive Global and the Huffington Post. Katie is a published author of a new poetry book titled A Lover's Fairy Tale. She's full of color, magnificent creative energy, and all things artistic. With this natural zest for life, Katie loves to share topics such as health, wealth, education, coupled with the arts, with her popular podcast called She's All Over the Place. She's All Over the Place podcast is focused on business and entertainment, the arts, culture, education, and mental health. It's a great pleasure I welcome Katie onto the show. Welcome to the show, Katie. Thank you, Jason. I'm in, I'm gonna well up in tears right now, and so I feel so much better. Thank you. It's You're an amazing honor. person. Like I mean, a beautiful introduction. Thank you so much. I, I just I consider it such an honor to have you on the show. I know we talked a while back, and I, I love what you do. I I love. I, I I got a chance to look at your your history and looking at your 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 reels. I guess is that what they call it when you're yeah. acting and you have your reel. And yeah. I saw all the different roles and I teared up. I showed it to my mom. I'm like, look who's coming on my show right now. Like yeah. I feel like 
you're, you're shout just, out to the moms. Yeah, you have a lot of energy and vibrancy and and beautiful things that are just happening right now are, are really leading to you in the future that are going to lead to even bigger things. And it's the accomplishments and the artistic, uh, just everything you're expressing right now, everything you're doing has a purpose and a meaning. And sometimes you feel exhausted. I know that. I can see it in your energy. Sometimes you wonder what's next. And I'm going to say, don't wonder what's next. Accept what's next and do it because you're going to be doing big things ahead. And uh, from my vantage point, it's just an honor to have you here where you you can share everything that you're doing and, and share with us. Cause I know we had an amazing first conversation about a month ago or so. And I just find that that just carries into the interview. <laughs> and um, I want to ask you as my first question, just in terms of your own personal experience, what, sure. have, what have you found for yourself to be the, if you were to like put one thing that you've done so far above everything else, what would it be and why that you were most excited about? I definitely think comedy because that's what it's how it started for me. I felt the pain of the world. I felt things. I was an empath. I didn't know the language of empath, but I felt things. And my circle of positivity was to, I wanted to make others feel good. And I wanted to make others laugh. And if I made others laugh, then I could laugh. And it was a full circle of just laughing. So I felt comedy was the number one thing why I wanted to entertain. How did you go about writing your book, A Lover's Fairy Tale? Well, I started writing poetry. My first piece, I think I was around 12. I was a preteen. It was called The Oddball. And I, I was the odd. It was me. I was the oddball. <laughs> Came home from school one day, very frustrated. And I was just writing all this poetry. And I was like a bird in a cage. And I just wanted to expand my wings. And I was a seeker. And I wanted to see the world. So I traveled the world. And I just wrote poetry. And um, I always wanted to be a published poet. But there wasn't you know, self-publishing back then, like there is now. There wasn't YouTube, how there is now. And um, I was just kind of doing my thing. I did, I did publish some articles on Huffington Post during National Poetry Month um, when I was in London one year studying Shakespeare. Um, but what happened was in 2020, when everyone was on a, like this grand pause, right, for, of self-reflection, if you will, I was always a kid in a candy store. Where's one place in the world that I want to go that I haven't gone yet? But because I wasn't traveling, I pivoted the quality of the question to say, what's one thing I've always wanted to do that I haven't done yet? I wanted to be a published author. So I went through thousands of my poetry pieces and I took, you know, the 11 that were my ultimate favorite when it came to unconditional love. And that's how I named it A Lover's Fairy Tale. Um, cause it's, it's for a 12 year old. It's, you know, it's for a mother, uh, for a parent to read to their child. It's for an adult. It's for the introvert who's maybe feared to go on a plane, but through literature, you can travel and see the world. So it's for all ages. I made it that way. And it's this beauty of mother nature and what, what has been created for us and that gift. And so since it was given to me, that gift of life, and I was able to be a vessel to write about it, I wanted to pay it forward and make that at my first book. So in addition to the book, because those were some of my favorite pieces, I ended up shooting music videos, spoken word music videos for all of them. So not only did I write poetry, I went to the studio, I recorded them. I found producers who put beats to them. I found cinematographers. I, I produced, I went out with hair, makeup, locations, had, had them edited into spoken word music videos. So now when you get the book, you also get an automation sent of the the poetry pieces. Wow, that's amazing. I'm like, as you're talking about it, one of the things I want to ask you is when you write your poetry over the years, is that like a, a, 
a release for you? Is it where you have experiences in life and you can express it through your own creative juices and you create your poems? And I just, I, I love to find those things out when someone's artistic or creative. Was it from life experience that some of your poetry derives from? Oh, it's all life experience. All of it. Yeah. Every single piece of it. It comes from my life experience of something I'm actually seeing or something that comes through channeling or um, a fantasy that I may have that be, it becomes heightened where it's as if I'm on some kind of psychedelic, but not just able to be so open where I'm able to use my imagination in such a way where I don't even need a drug to do it just because I trust myself. I'm allowed to go so deep and be able to be in a state of flow where it feels like you're in Nirvana or you feel like you're on ecstasy. What's your, I know for me, meditation and spirituality helped me through the last few years. I want to ask you for yourself, like, what is it about spirituality for you? Cause it's a very personal thing. Sometimes when you think about spirituality or understanding of yeah. why we're here, what spirituality mean to you and, and how do you see it fitting within your life right now? Yeah. Well, March 25th today, I'm not sure when it's going to air, but it's Greek independence day. So, you know, the Greek independence. independence. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, growing up in the Greek um, Orthodox Christian, you know, tradition, it gave me um, an insight for, you know, every family has their religion, their cultures. But when I would go to church, there was people, you know, people singing, right. The Himes, the um the the chanting the lighting the candles the doing the stavro the crosses like kissing the spirits kissing like bowing down so all that was very spiritual so when i was a kid sometimes i didn't understand what the priest was saying because it was like like old greek right and i is like it was i was just a kid i just didn't know but I could hear the tone and the vibration and the sound. And I saw people congregating in harmonious love and, you know, being there in a nurturing kind of way. And so not only in the Greek tradition, but I was able to observe and apply that to all cultures. And so that gave me a really great insight of spirituality. In addition, my parents were working 40 hours a week. So I was home reading Socrates and Plato and the Republic and, you know, Aristotle and Homer. So um, I was reading, you know, Mark Twain. So I was reading about, you know, spirituality and, and different forms of psychology and literature from a very young age. So I always like say, I'm like, you know, Socrates is um, like younger cousin, you know, I'm like, like yeah. super related to Socrates in a way, but um, yeah. So I feel spiritually connected, you know, through Greek mythology, you know, and, you know, knowing about goddesses and gods and, you know, um, Atlantis and just like hearing all the stories about, you know, Greek mythology, it really gave me a spiritual aspect and a, a confidence and a permission to use my imagination, you know, um, and I would see all the colors and the different worlds that anything was possible. So, you know, um, through the years, I practiced Kundalini, I didn't know, when I was eight years old, I was doing Kundalini until I went to um, the Golden Bridge. And I was like, wow, I've been doing these Kriyas, I've been doing these energetic cleanses, I've been doing these things. And they're called, you know, they have names on them. I didn't know that, but I was just naturally doing that. Um, raising the kundalini, raising the vibration, right? Sometimes my kundalini and yours is very amped up where we need to be more, even though I'm a water sign, very intense. I need to plant my toes in the sand. I need to plant my, I need to hug a tree to get more earthy and more grounded. 
I'm the same way. I get really excited and I'll go outside and I have hugged trees before um, just to get grounded or be out in nature. And I feel like it, it can really help us when we, I, I use crystals too. So I'll meditate or have different things that I'll utilize. So when you say that, I can kind of, I, I buy into that for sure. I want to ask you in terms of your own personal intuition, how do you feel your own intuition has helped shape your acting career? Wow. What a great question. Thank you. What a great question. How has my intuition shaped my acting career? Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll tell you this right now. There's that little voice of your intuition and I've always been very connected to it. And you go through a journey of life and I felt like I disconnected from listening to that little voice and people pleasing, doing what others wanted me to do, bullying, being bullied to do what uh, being strong armed, you know, like on a psychological way of what others wanted me to do. So I was actually, I can give you a, a, a right now situation yeah. about empowering myself, no matter if it's right or wrong, empowering myself. I was in Vegas and my friends wanted me to stay in Vegas and then go to LA afterwards. But my intuition, that voice said, go to New York. I wanted to go to New York and I came to New York and um, I didn't know if it was right or wrong, but my energy, that intuitive hit told me to, I came, um, I landed, I got a feature film audition that was due today. So I actually had to cancel three of my meetings today because of how I'm feeling and the, the deadline, but a friend actually read the material with me. It was very nurturing, very emotionally supportive. It was amazing. And I actually turned in the audition last night, like before the deadline. And also, um, um, also on um, Monday or Tuesday, um, I just booked uh, a new Disney animation voiceover series. So I don't know what it is, but I don't know. I didn't know if it was right or wrong, but my, my initial intuitive hit is listening to that voice, even if I don't know what it is follow that flow. Because when I follow that energetic flow on a macro level, things are going to multiply. So just by pivoting and listening to that intuitive hit, it's going to not only be good for my personal life, but then it's going to flow for the craft of booking my jobs. And it's also going to be in good flow for the character and the choices I make, no matter if it's right or wrong, it doesn't matter. It's about making a choice. If it's weak or it's strong, a director, that's their job to direct you. If they like your vibe, if they like who you are and you're booked, you know, if you're coachable, that's cool. That's what a callback is for to see if you can be directed in a certain way. But to go with your intuitive hit, no one's going to have your own intuitive hit. We only have our own intuitive hit. And we're not aligned when we're being inauthentic to ourselves. And I firsthand have experience with that. And I firsthand chose to do that too. I chose to get lost to find myself once again. I am just thinking about the multiple roles and talents you have here. I'm looking at acting, poetry, music, producer, voiceover, NFT. I'm sure there's a lot more than that. And I'm like, I know I have a couple of roles myself, but how do you keep track of all your different roles and talents? Because you're on a roll. There's a lot there. Like, it sounds like the, you have a lot of creative energy that just expresses itself with all these different ways. And it really gives you an opportunity to... Be mem- I mean, not only inspirational, memorable, but really touching a lot of people in different ways. I wanted to say, how do you how do you keep track of all that and balance it? Because I see the energy and the passion and the impact. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
by not having control. Once one starts having control, forget about it. So I just kind of flow. Like sometimes I'll have to like, you get to reap what you sow. So enjoy the fruits of your labor. So like sometimes people will say things and it's like, oh yeah, I did that. Like sometimes I just don't even think twice about it. I just kind of keep on flowing. But, um, and I think everything comes together in its own way, you know? Yeah. What's your favorite role out of all these? Like what's your favorite thing that you get to do? Mm, like my favorite acting role? Or your favorite role in general between writing and poetry and music and acting and uh, yeah, yeah. I love I love comedy because I know I have a unique voice, so I I like I how I can manipulate my voice and do different things, you know. So I like comedy because um, you can march to the beat of your own drum and you can you know add value to the voice being so unique. I love voiceover animations; they're my favorite because of all the different characters I can play. Um, like I love drama, but with drama, I have, I can't be where I am right now. I have to be very in my lower register, very calm, lower register, you know, to, to land on certain characters. What yeah. is, tell, tell us about cartoon Katie, since you were mentioning your voiceover. Yeah. Cart, 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 cartoon Katie. Um, I did a film with Bradford May and there were three Katie's on the project. The cinematographer was Katie. There was another Katie and, and then me. And so like, we couldn't keep everyone straight with saying Katie. And because of my voice, he branded, um, I think it was in 2016. They call me cartoon Katie. And then I just ran with it. I just, cause in voiceover, you brand yourself, Bill Holmes, who's amazing. Um, he's a voiceover coach who does voiceovers as well. He, they call him the VO doctor. So if you want to work in voiceover, you go to the VO doctor.com voiceover doctor.com. You look up Bill Holmes, you do a Skype session with him, And he tells you if you're going to work in promo or commercial or like, Oh, this is the vibe of what's happening now. Cause there's every, you know, every, every moment has the seasons of what the ads and the brands are looking for right now. It's very organic. It wouldn't be anything from the eighties, right? It, everything's just like this back and forth, right? Very conversational. Right. And um, so he would, he would tell you, you know, he's the VO doctor. So he taught me about like having like needing, like vis viscerally seeing he had his, you know, the, him, the blonde hair with the, you know, the, the doctor, the, the, the scope and, and like him being a VO doctor. So like me needing that, me viscerally seeing that understanding, like that's for cartoon Katie. Like, so, um, so I've been like branding it, you know, cartoon Katie in a way. Yeah. What's your, what's your favorite part about voiceover acting in terms of what the roles you can do and the things you, 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 you I mean, afterwards, do you listen to your, do you watch your programs that you're, you're, you're in the shows that you're on? Like, I know for me, when I do my podcast episodes, I'll actually like listen to them after I'll edit them. And before I release it, just my own personal viewing or audience. And I enjoy what I get to put out there. It's my own little thing that I enjoy to do. And I wanted to ask, do you do the same thing with your, your acting roles? Like, do you like put the TV on on Friday at eight o'clock and you're like, okay, we're going to watch me right now. And <laughs> in this role, like, I, I mean, you're, do you do that? I know some you're people hilarious. do something. Well, um, when I, when I do my podcast on she's all over the place, I do edit my own podcast and then I listen to it as if I was, you know, uh, someone enjoying it as you do. Um, yes. I do that for my podcast for TV roles. I'll, if it's a show like blood of Zeus or, 
any animation role, I'll go watch the series. So I know the tone of the show. I know the vibe and everything. Then I'll audition for it. But sometimes I'm very, I like to just use my imagination too. And just like the craft, like you have to know the tone of the show, the directors, the producers, things of that nature. Yeah. Do I watch, you watch yourself the shows like, when it, when it comes yeah, I watch my when they come out, and, like if you're in a movie or if you're on a show or a program, do you ever like tune in and watch it? Or do you ever watch it afterwards with friends or family or loved ones? When I was on some shows, they, some of my agents and stuff, how like, like red carpet parties and things like that for me, but more so people will send me text messages or like clips or photos of like, Oh, you're on TV right now. Kind of like that thing. You know, I don't, I don't have a TV, so I don't sit there and like, yeah watch TV, but I'm a streamer. I've always been a streamer, even before streaming came out. I was <laughs> always a streamer. Yeah. What do you, what do you think for yourself? Like we watch your acting and we see your difference, your different position and the roles that you do. And uh, what would be one thing about you that we don't know that we don't get to see through your acting that you would be inclined to share today about yourself that hasn't been aired before? Well, just last night I um, went to this um, open mic and it was my first time doing an open mic in two years. I got, I actually took a stand up comedy class in 2019. I was introduced to stand up comedy earlier on in my career, but I was so emotionally attached to my own stuff because as a stand up comedian, actually, you are very vulnerable with stuff that happens in your life. And because I am so close to my family, I would be very, scared, I guess, of intimacy, of being too vulnerable. Like I'm very personable, but very um, hesitant on, you know, being too personal, I guess. But, but now two decades has passed and I'm like, F it. So I'm, so in 2019, I, the umbilical cord was basically cut and I took this comedy class and I was doing jokes that I would never do just by putting the F it card out there. And I was on a roll. I was doing well. And then the, the, the world blew up. So it was like really difficult, but I had this urge. I've been having this urge like five weeks ago. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go do an open mic. And I just haven't been able to. And then last night there was one and I actually went and I did it. And I actually just posted it on my Instagram and my TikTok. Chinakis is the handle. And um, I put it up there and that's, that's, me that's very takes courage and it's vulnerable yeah. and I'm just, gonna, I'm just gonna keep doing it and i'm just gonna keep saying like f it and just doing it you know what i mean and, and not care what other people think and not be a people pleaser because i did that for so long and it's it's a death threat it's it's hard it, it's very hurtful you know on on one's soul you know wanting to express themselves so not that i'm you know wanting to shame or blame or you know but you, you, that's the thing about life, the best comedians and the best comedy, you take something that's tragic and you, you know, you make fun about it. So, you know, you, you get to laugh like Shakespeare has that famous quote. Think about this way. We have a former comedian running one of the most important roles right now, being the leader of Ukraine. He's the president of Ukraine, Zelensky. He's a former comedian. Like when you have that comedic talent, it can transfer into all avenues of your life. And your impact on what you can do through comedy can reach yeah. people in ways that we don't even appreciate until we have the opportunity of experiencing it, right? Because with our life right now and everything that's been happening the last few years, anytime I laugh, I cherish my laughter. I cherish 
watching something that can entertain me and appreciate the moments of that because we've been through a lot of dark periods. And so your pursuit of comedy, I think is a noble, a noble and important role for you because you're probably going to decipher for others, countless people in the future, when you perfect this gift that you do and, and focus it and hone it on your talent as a co- comedian, you're going to be entertaining a lot of people in deep ways. That's I think it's going to, I think it's going to scare a lot of motherfuckers too. Excuse my language. I think That's it's right. going to scare a lot of motherfuckers because they're like, what is she going to say? They're not going to know. You have, your own, know. you have your own, but I do, you Good. I do want to say, God bless Ukraine. Shout okay. out to Ukraine and shout out to Pussy Riot. Yes. I was just in I was just in Vegas. Do you know Pussy Riot and Audio? Yes. Yeah. They, Pussy Riot, she's great. And um she created the Ukraine DAO. And in um one and in 30 seconds, they raised one million dollars in Web3 with crypto. Uh, they raised one million dollars and donated to Ukraine. So uh, God bless Ukraine DAO. Thanks for bringing up Ukraine. And um, you know, shout out to Pussy Riot. I was able, I've been wanting to meet Nadia forever and I was just able to meet her last weekend. So that was really cool. Congratulations. I'm a fan yeah. of Pussy Riot. I like, I, I love what they're doing, what they've done historically, taking on Putin and taking on Russia. And like, I just, I, I admire, I admire yeah, courage she, and strength in so many great. ways. Yeah. Well, if you're in New York um, in June, she's going to be here. If oh, you wow. look at Ukraine underscore Dow on their Instagram, but they're doing an event in New York. And so you should definitely go to the event and meet her. I would love that. I would love that. We'll stay in touch. I'll talk to you more about it. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. I want to ask you, (laughs) I want to ask you, how do you stay grounded with everything you do and all the stuff you do? What do you do to ground yourself? Um, I pray every day. I pray before every meal. I pray um, when I wake up, you know, I pray when I go to bed. Um, You know, I, I, um, I, I release everything for myself, you know, I ask it to be taken from me, you know, I command for it to be taken from me. Um, not in a desperation kind of thing. I'm just, I leave it like, you know, Dami Gail Ruiz, the four agreements, do your best when you wake up throughout the day at, at the nighttime, do your best. And at the end of the day, I did my best. And if I didn't do my best, like I can say, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do better tomorrow, you know, um, or this was my best for today. And I'll just release it and not hold on to it because I know what it's like to hold on to it, too. You know, and I know what it's like the struggle of releasing it. So, um, but yeah, I mean, because of what's been going on in the world, I haven't been traveling. But one of my ways of being grounded was actually just traveling to so many different places. And by doing you, so, you stay in that percentile of the creme de la creme of the, the essence of the good energies in life. So you don't get into that um pattern where you're getting into your head and you start gnawing and start inflicting all these like negative thoughts and these synapses that start like firing and wiring irritative things that go on and that happens like sometimes when you're in a circumstance and it just goes around in circles and then people get you know they build those bad habits and patterns and they just get connected with those things that fire and wire and they just sit in that instead of like pivoting their attention to something that's more homeostasis and with calmity. So um yeah, some of those things. I, I love binary beats. I love that. I want I, I for me, I meditate with crystals. I'll go walk outside, I'll go yeah. hug a tree occasionally or or do whatever I can to stay grounded. You know, doing a podcast interview keeps me grounded sometimes because it helps break up my monotony of my day or really make me look at the big picture and talk to amazing people like you to share with our audience and having all those sweet. intersections. It's very positive. Thank you. 
Thank you. Yeah. But also it's like, I did a, um, Gary V he did a keynote in 2018 and he said, um, two things. One, when someone has an idea, it's worth $4 million. That was in 2018. So it's 2022. How much is an idea worth now? But he said the number one most valuable. Yeah. But he said the number one most valuable thing is our attention. Like what we focus on. So the person tuning in, the person watching, like I, I honor you for being here because you can be anywhere and you choose to be here now. Right. And it's for a reason, but it's our energy. We only can focus on one thing at a time. So it's very sacred, you know? Um, So like when you're doing a podcast or I'm doing a podcast, we're taking that attention instead of like being in ourself of like, Oh my God, how I'm feeling and stuff. Right. And we're, we're getting out of our own head and we're creating, we're listening, we're interested you know, we're being in, we're interesting because we're interested and we're shape-shifting like energy. Paul Check says energy is just energy emotion, right? What do you, what's your take on healing modalities like meditation and being and and spirituality for yourself, I guess, to make you happy? Like what makes you happy deep down inside for yourself? Mm, that's a really beautiful question. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think health is number one. Health is the ultimate wealth, you know? Um, So I think that's really important. What makes me really happy. I love getting massages, you know? Um, So I just, I love, I've been, since I was a kid, I've always gotten massages. I was a cross country runner. I used to get massages twice a week, but on a cellular level, it repairs you. It's so healing. It moves the energy It moves the blood flow, you know? Um, makes you just really relaxed and comfortable. So you can be in a state of bliss of enjoying the things maybe someone wouldn't enjoy on, on the moment to moment day to day. Cause they're so stressed within their own circumstances or head or something like that. But um, I've always been for humanity and, you know, supporting people. And what irritates me is how much I want to do and how much I, I haven't done. And that I don't know if I'm going to be able to get done. And I wonder if other people feel that way too. those people who want to do such great things, because they just feel like there are people who I actually know who could support and help in ways. And there's just like crossed wires where I feel if it weren't crossed, I feel things would be more simplistic and there would be more harmony and happiness for a lot more people. So I get sad actually when, when, when I think about that of like, you know, when I I find myself very emotional at different intervals, sometimes when I think about things that connect to certain energies, I'll get, I'll get like you're describing, I'll I'll get sometimes those different emotional responses and, and it's just feeling deeper. I feel like you feel very deeply Yeah, and you connect very deeply and that's actually part of your talent is the capacity for you to be an empath, connect deeply with people to be able to create the roles you do. And, and the things that you're working on are all about passion. You're a, you're unlimited passion. You have so much of it. And that's, what's going to really help you. Thank you. I just, I just, I need to call myself out and I just need to have more courage and I need to like call those people up and say, Hey, like, you know, I'm feeling what I just shared with you, but um, let's, create something and they're they may be like what is that and i'm like i may not know what it looks like but just like say you'll help like just say you'll be there on the journey and be a part of it you know yeah. um and 
And I just need to have more courage because if I don't now, I'm going to wake up 10, 20 years from now and maybe have that regret deep down. And what are they going to say? No. Yeah, exactly. I understand that. I want to ask you. I need to face that. I need to face that. You will though. You're going to face it. I'm going to. And you're, I mean, with all the things that you've done already, I have, I would bet my money on you facing everything and overcoming challenges in your future. Mm. Zero doubt, zero doubt, zero doubt. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Absolutely. That means a lot coming from your psychic profession. Yeah. I'm telling you, I would bet on your rising stock. I would invest in you for retirement funds. (laughs) If you are a rising stock commodity on the stock exchange, because of what you have ahead of yourself. And sometimes you'll feel depleted and tired and you might put your all into something you have to recuperate from it, but you have this very strong drive and it's leading you in a specific direction. And you're going to be realizing that direction more as this year goes on into next year, especially you're going to finish this year out stronger than you came into it. And so that's what's going to give you some je ne sais quoi that oomph to keep going and, and to keep doing all these different directions. Like even though it's your pod, I mean, your podcast is pretty f- prophetic. You're all over the place, but you're all over the place in such a way that you can't be ignored. In a good way, right? Think about it. Love that. Absolutely. Love that. I want to ask you about, I want to ask you this. If I was to say, can can you explain what the sophisticated psychos means? If you could describe those words to us and why they're important. It's a Greek rooted word. They're both Greek rooted words. A sophisticated psychos mean wisdom minds. Sophia, psycho, wisdom minds. That's what the sophisticated psychos mean. And how does that play into your music career? Uh, it's a duo that I created 10 years ago with Nikki Scorpio and he went on his solo journey and I'm on my solo journey. And so I released my debut solo album called St. Kiriaki, my baptismal name, my Yahoo I'm named after Kiriaki, which means Sunday in Greek, God's day. And so, from so, your- and so the sophisticated psychos shifted more from just music to production. And so we created short films through the union, through SAG web series. Uh, and we just released a film that I directed and produced on the blockchain. Um, it'll be on OpenSea in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're a part of, it's called One Drop NFTs. And it's about, uh, and 80% of the proceeds are going to period poverty. And each NFT that is sold will plant a real physical tree. Oh, wow. That's yeah. great. That takes on environmental you know, activism in, 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 a, in a direct way. And I love that. <laughs> Thank you. So every single one of my NFTs, all my collections, 20% of each one goes to something that pays it forward. The collaboration I did with the NFT artist for this month, uh, 20% of each NFT goes to the Ukraine crisis, Red Cross. The one I did in February goes to for animals because the, the collaboration was with my friend who has animals and lost one of many of his pets. So we're um, giving 20% to different animal foundations. And, and then the uh, first one, you know, I, I sponsor a child in the Philippines for oh, wow. about 19 years now. So Relin era. So um, I'm doing multiple collaborations that are coming up soon to be able to send, you know, even greater funds to her family. I support her mom, her dad, her two brothers and her grandparents, but her grandpa passed away a few years ago. Wow. So everything, everything I do, it's not about the money. The money comes and goes. It's humanity. It's the people. It's the collaboration. It's the connection. It's what we learn from one another. The good, the bad, the ugly, all of it. We get to learn. We get to grow together. We get to create something. We can create alone. Okay. And I do. I love that. But also we get to create together. And I think that dynamic 
and this, my psychology comes from my cross country background. So I, like what I do as an individual affects the whole, you know, I always, so it's like, I always got like an individual score when I ran cross country, but then it was the collective score of the team. So I think that applies to life and how we create and interact with one another. What was it like for you touring with 50 Cent? Oh, it was amazing. 50 is so cool. Yeah, 50 50 so cool. I'm a fan, so I was just curious. I had to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, I had my T-shirt here when I, I had merch when I went on tour with him. But I was going to show you I had it around here somewhere, but That's he so called cool. me KDK. Katie <laughs> and he's like, one time we were in South Africa, we were finishing a show, and it was just like 50 and me were walking to the car. And... um like everyone else was behind us, like Yayo and Banks and whoever, like the whole crew, like 10 of them, maybe 15. It was just like me and 50. I'm wearing these like gold platform, like these Versace heels that I got in Bahamas one year. And he, he, he was just like giving me these gems and these wisdoms. And he's, he was just like telling me how brave I was because I was like internationally going on stage by myself. And he's like, he's like, JLo wouldn't do this. Rihanna wouldn't do this. Like they all have their, Kenneth Marquise, my choreographer at the time, he calls them accessories, like the dancers that go out with like the, the person who's singing, they're yeah. the accessories. I was going out, they were out by myself, you know, I wasn't having my dancers or anything with me. So um, he was like, yo, JLo wouldn't do that. Rihanna wouldn't do that. You know, so it was, it was like really cool for him, like give me props in that way. But Katie will. <laughs> I did. I did. I, I really did. Yeah. It's kind of because it's it's that mentality of just like just doing it right. Nikki to win, victorious people, Greek rooted word to win, just do it. So it's kind of like sometimes you act before you think, right? Like we were talking about earlier about the energy where we get like really excited. Well, that same energy is that same gift that gives you the opportunity to do things that normal people, quote unquote, normal people <laughs> wouldn't do. And and sometimes that's what sets us apart from other people. Like people who stay rigidly in their boxes and they're afraid to venture outwards and do things that others just have no interest in. That's when you fill the gaps and you distinguish yourself and you create your own reputation or your own desires. That's how you can get ahead too. I, um, I find that from life experience. I feel like the more you can live outside your comfort zone, that's when you really grow instead of staying comfortably in your little corner. Again, uh, Dom Algal Ruiz, who um, who wrote the Four Agreements, he also wrote Mastery of Love, and he talks about what you just said. Um, he says how we're all very primal beings, and then we're domesticated. So everyone stays in their circumstances, and they're taught to play so small, and they're you know everyone's like staying within their own boxes because people are domesticated. It's the artists and the innovators and the people who revolt against, who march to the breed or their own drum, who stay primal. I'm like a jungle baby. I'm just like, I'm like, I belong. I'm a monkey. I am the year of the monkey. I belong like in Bali and, and just <laughs> in the woods, like naked. You know what I mean? I just, like, <laughs> I'm very, very primal. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a free soul then when you say that? Like, do you think oh, I yeah. consider myself somewhat of a free soul? I, I beat to my own drum, even though. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. scared. Free spirit or free yeah, soul? free spirit. Yeah, 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 yeah. One thousand. I think I'm free spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I want to ask you this because this is on that from the last few years we've been you know dealing with everything. Music's been such a healing modality for me. When I'm by myself, I'll play my my favorite songs and listen to my favorite music, and I find it heals so much. It elevates my vibrational energy. It makes me feel better. And I want to ask if you could share with us 
how you, you know music has played such an impact in your life as well and if you could share one of your favorite artists and how it's helped you with mental yeah. health and just being grounded and well not ground you know being alert and, and connected with everything yeah well i make music on ableton so music to me making music when i'm feeling uh, an emotion it's being able to express it very therapeutic as in instead of going to verbally talk to a therapist or talk to a friend i can just hit the pads and and make a beat. And instead of writing poetry and you see lyrics, you, you hear sounds. So I love making music when I'm frustrated, when I'm happy, when I'm whatever emotion I'm feeling, I will make music. But my go-to is classical music. I grew up on, you know, classical music, Bach, Chopin, uh, Mozart and Frank Sinatra. I would listen to it in my subconscious when I was sleeping as a child. But also if I'm feeling like ragey, you know, I love putting on dubstep, marshmallow, blau, EDM music, you know, or if I'm just wanting just to like feel good and things like that, I'll just put some kind of like dance music on. Yeah, but I love if I'm doing more therapeutic, like relaxing music, it's always piano, the violin, classical music and binaural beats. I want to ask you about your, how do I say this, your exploration of quantum physics and healing frequencies with music, mm-hmm. since we're talking about music, and that kind of is yeah. something I'd love to hear more about. Yeah, totally. Because of all the, you know, growing up in LA since 2001 and going to all of these like spiritual festivals and conferences and meeting all these different people, we met Subtle Energy. Do you know Subtle Energy on Instagram? Oh, yeah. It's subtle underscore energy. Oh my God, they're amazing. And their website is Subtle Energy Sciences, but we met the scientists Eric Thompson, and he put sophagio healing frequencies in our music. And since I made EDM music, I released Hypnotic Energy on October 20th, 2020. And I chose 639 healing frequencies for forgiveness because I felt like I had to do a lot more forgiving of myself and the people in my life. And I felt like on a planetary level, we needed to do a lot more forgiving of one another. So it wasn't about the macro millions people hearing and feeling the music. It was like whenever you hear it, it's supposed to align and attune to you and who you are. So I released that one with Eric Thompson, the Sophagia Healing Frequencies. And then a few months later, I released Full House. And then my vessel moved after a lot of forgiving of self and others. I went into removing guilt and removing shame. So I chose 396 healing frequencies. And so Eric Thompson, once again, attuned and put the sophageal healing frequencies of 396. So that, that was the musical journey that started with the working with scientists and the healing frequencies. I've done a lot of interviews. I just have to be honest with you. You're fascinating in terms of all the different things you do and all the different areas that you're involved with. <laughs> I have to be honest, like... For me, interviewing you right now, this has been such an enjoyable experience because you're, you're bringing up all these different topics and, and I find it very refreshing. I wish more people were like you to, you know, develop music about forgiveness and healing and letting go. I, you're mastering that already in your life with your example and the fact you're that you're creating it. I'm being honest, like and read energies as they, as I talk to people and I can say you're on a quest to do all these things and a lot of it's inter- interior right within you. It's all here and it's just... Yeah. all there and you're i mean very fascinating i, I have Thank to be you. honest yeah Thank just you. yeah by what you're doing yeah and it's really cool my friend major um uh, he's from detroit where i'm from i met him at la 
Conscious Life Expo in 2018. And he's doing amazing things. He's the very first like pop artist to put the love frequency in popular mainstream music. So that was really cool that he did that. And um, he just released a new podcast on Audible and it was, it came out January 20th and it was number one. It's like number one on Audible. It's called Major Frequency. So check it out. I will. Yeah. But he's, he's, he's another musician friend of mine. He's doing some really cool things for healing in the space. And I just was on my Instagram this morning and he's, I was invited um, about six weeks ago to do a, a song for the planet with Sadhguru because he's on a mission to, you know, save the soil on the planet. <laughs> And then I just looked at my Instagram this morning and Major, who I was just telling you about, he um, he was like doing a, a back and forth with him that he posted saying like he starts his mission today about, about, about the soil. So he's Major's doing amazing things in the space, too. And I respect him and honor him and, you know, artists like him uh, and myself who are doing amazing things uh, with music and sound healing frequencies. So there's there's a group of us out there doing it. And it's beautiful because I believe everything's interconnected from all the stuff that I've been involved with. I believe we're all one fabric. We're connected as one. And the more we can do working together and coordinating to heal and bring healing energy to the, to the planet, the planet's a living thing. We're all living things. Yeah. So it, it helps. It makes a significant yeah. impact. Yeah. So one thing we can say, yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. And for the person listening and tuning in, like when you get triggered, right? Like Tony Robbins says, instead of yes. saying F you, when you get irritated and triggered, instead of saying F you, say thank you. Yes. That's an, that's an opportunity to heal. Absolutely. Absolutely. From what you just said. That's the, that's the number one, one of the number one ways we can start the work because people get so irritated and they don't know, like, you know, they're frustrated. They don't know how to do the work. Well, one step to do it is to show up, to realize it, to feel it. And instead of saying F you say, thank you. And instead of putting the pointing the fingers exterior, look inside. That's beautiful. I mean, it's not only is that just so practical, but it's just such a way of, of paradigm shifting things. You know, you, you look at the world and conceive it through one lens. And if you want to be an angry person or frustrated, that's one way of looking at it. But you could also look at it with gratitude and with warmth and love and, and really have a, a true impact in such a way that you're not going to be prone to being upset or depressed or negative and all those kinds of things. And I think that that's just so important. It's living your authentic path too, like being real with yourself, taking stock of your weaknesses, your strengths, and knowing what what you can do to maximize our experience of this limited time we're on this earth in these vehicles we call our bodies before we return exactly. to our spiritual paths. Exactly. Um, 100%. I want to ask you about your web series, if you can share with our audience about your web series. I mean, sure. it's... <laughs> sure. Um, I have two web series. One is called Trigger Flaws, which is about what we're talking about right now, about things. I went through the exploration when I started my journey of 20 in 2014, where I was noticing my triggers. And I was like, what is triggering me? And those very things that triggered me, I went on an exploration of those things that drove me crazy. And I made a, a web series out of it, a scripted web series through the union, through SAG-AFTRA. And then during the pandemic, when everything was shut down, I didn't want to jump through hoops, admin stuff, office stuff, blah, blah, blah. Um, I just wanted to act. I just wanted to create. So I created couples therapy with um, my producing partner and, um, and it was improv. So we were able to not have it scripted, not have, you know, all the legality to come with it. And now, you know, we went off to win like 
so many accolades in in the film festival circuit. It did very well. We went over twenty-seven. Thank you. We went over. We had like over one hundred fourteen selections, um, over twenty-seven awards, and now with Web three, um, I'm creating with Rad NFT TV. Um, they're really cool. They're very rad. And um, I have 49 videos I uploaded through their portal and we're going to be rolling them out. So I'm releasing couples therapy season one and two and three on the blockchain. It's a whole web series. Congratulations. Where do you see yourself in the future in terms of everything that you're working on, all these various projects and all these directions? Like what's where do you see yourself in like five years for you? Definitely a household name. Definitely toes in the sand with hopefully a couple little ones, one or two, enjoying that those next chapters of my I get life. Two. Thanks. <laughs> enjoying those next, if it's meant to be motherhood, mother nature. Like I really wanted to fill my cup up of the gift of life of why I am here and just have it be totally full, overflowing, and then and then transfer that energy into a new new birth of new life uh, with a family of my own. Um, But ideally, like, um, you know, I see um, a voiceover studio, recording studio in my home so I could do my animation from home while raising my children, making music, doing my podcast from home. Um, And then next to it is a paint studio with all glass and it's a view of the ocean. And I just get to paint with like the view of like the ocean and, you know, so... That's a beautiful manifestation canvas, as I'll call it. Yeah. What you can focus on for the next five years ahead. And that sounds, uh, as you were describing that, I could see you with two children. Yeah. I could see you with those type of things, painting landscapes and and scenic, beautiful things and doing amazing things for yourself. And I just think where you're going and, and where you've been and what you're, I mean, fascinating is even the right word to use. I, I, I would just say compelling. I mean, you are going to be a household name, in my opinion. I, I think we're the channels and the circles you're in right now are going to just lead you in those directions. People are gravitating to you for a reason to give you opportunities. You're magnetizing yourself since last year for a reason, doing things in your own way to make things happen. And I think you're getting better at manifesting even than you have in the past. And those things are going to lead you on a very strong direction going forward into next year and beyond, like I said earlier. So I wouldn't doubt to see you as a household name sooner than five years. And I think the work you're going to get involved in, the opportunities coming to you for a movie, for voiceover, and for other other genres, you're going to do other genres you haven't done yet. If it's comedy, if it's uh, drama, more drama, but I get, I get, the drama in your life is going to be acting drama. It's not going to be personal drama. I think you shed yourself from a lot of those type of situations. That's going to accelerate your path to success. And that's what I see. All the work you've done internally inside yourself shows me right now why you're a green light to go with what you just said. And you're going to manifest all of that. Thank you. And I needed to do all that internal work. And I chose to do all that so that I can take it and just put it into the craft. And that's what you, I mean, you're like, and that's how I get to heal people because yeah. that's what people do. Millions of people, they watch the content and it's the truth of the actors where they cry and they laugh, you know, they seep through those emotions together, what whether, I love they, about- whether they see it live or they're watching it, you know, five years from now. Your ability to be relatable is your, is your, one of your hidden superpowers, your gifts is your relatability and your ability to channel and be empathic and all that connecting that's 
so powerful for you that I see. And that's why I see continue to help you build your career and grow your, your talent. I feel like one of your children's gonna have a beautiful voice like yours and they're going to be performing themselves. So I wouldn't be surprised if you don't have a, a talented singer in the family coming up from when you raised them. And then oh, I, yeah. think I could see a lot of that. So you'll get to see both sides of it. You'll get to see the parental side of it with the industry. Cause I, I think the talent doesn't stop with you. It continues into your children. So Oh, 1000. I mean, my, my mom was a singer. I mean, that's how I, I see you. Yeah, my dad singer. was a cross country runner. My mom was a singer. My, yeah, yeah, my grandmother, who's my best friend. She's a poet. She's a singer. She's very talented. So all of it just definitely runs in the family. For it sure. runs in the family. Like it runs through your veins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Super excited about that. I want to ask you this. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? Well, I know my spirit animal is uh, a peacock. I think I peacocks it. are beautiful. So. They are amazing birds. Yeah. So I think intuitively I go there. I would have to think about what spirit animal I would want to be. But mm, <laughs> I think I would just stay with the peacock. Perfect. I would say yeah. owl because I have two parrots and I feel like owls a quest of wisdom. And I just identify with owls when I'm out in nature. I was out in nature last week here in Florida. I, found, I saw an owl. I was like, beautiful, beautiful specimen of of you know birds yeah and that kind of thing and just the quest of wisdom that's like my big thing i um i really appreciate you coming on today i wanted to ask just before we end our interview if the audience yeah. could reach out to you directly what would be the best way for them to reach out to you oh yeah i do um one-on-one i do industry coaching um so my chinakas.com is my website reach out to me also, I have, you know, 79 episodes on my podcast. She's all over the place. It's on 31 different distribution platforms. So wherever you listen to your podcast, if you want to hear me blabbing away, there's so many different topics. Um, just tune into the podcast. If you want to know about something specific, you can email me and send you a link to a couple of podcast episodes you should listen to. Also, if there's something you want to know about that's not on my podcast or something you're wondering about, I could create and do a podcast for that topic. Like, you know, I want to be able to be so open so we can learn and grow together. So I'm here for you. Any way you want to get in contact with me, everything's on my website, chinakas.com. C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm, I'm so course. happy you were able to do this and share yeah. your insight with our audience and everything that we've discussed is just so inspiring for me and fascinating. And I just can't wait to see your future path and, and, everything you're putting into motion right now is going to pay you in dividends going forward. And the things you struggled with in the past aren't going to be struggling anymore. That's how I see it. The I things that, it. Yeah. That's, that's my insight for you Yeah. in terms yeah. of that. And uh, well, congratulations on your, on your shows and your deals and stuff. You. And so like when thank I'm you. on my show, you'll be having me on the show again. We'll be like, yeah, yes. yeah. We'll yes. be talking. Um, so I'm here for you anytime. I would love that. I would love yeah, that. I'm stay so touch. So we're friends and everything. Absolutely. Okay. Thanks. I just want to thank Katie for coming on the show today. I mean, how do you summarize such a great conversation and interview with such an amazing, I mean, international actress all over the place isn't even the right. I mean, yes, it's the perfect encapsulation to describe Katie. She is all over the place, but she's all over the place in meaningful ways. And everything she puts her hands in, she has an impact in such a profound, lasting and everything is just great. I'm just so excited. Check out her podcast. She's all over the place. Check out all the things that we've discussed. I'm going to have this stuff in the show notes. I'm going to have her, her website there. And if you're an aspiring actress, voiceover actress, 
anything music. I mean, I, I've never had anyone on the show that's this talented with all these areas. And I'm appreciative of having Katie on. And I, I just look forward to having her on again in the future. So uh, anyone in the audience listen to this episode, if you feel down, if you feel like you need to recharge, listen to this episode again. Check out Katie. Her story is inspiring and you will find it to be something that you'll be very happy you did. So thank you so much for tuning in this episode. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. At Baker's, no matter where you order free pickup, you get the same great deals as you'd get in store. So you can save when you order during band practice or at the dog park or wherever. Start your cart with the Baker's app and save from wherever today. Baker's, fresh for everyone. $35 order minimum. Restrictions may apply. Subject to availability. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Welcome to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning In to Sound Wellbeing today.